ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Stan the Joke Man. Hush, hush. Hey, Stan the Joke Man talking. No, no, no. No need to clap. Who gives a fuck, right? Yeah. I'd rather listen to a dumbass get ready to go to jail for DUI. I take you wasn't drunk driving. No, I'm not drunk driving. Out of curiosity, has your car always been like that in the front? Yes, I have. Um... Yeah, honestly... Okay, what happened first? I love sentence fragments. Speak sober, loud and clear. Um, one day I came back from work, like, just like, was like, getting off and shit. Mm-hmm. That, that was probably about the time you started getting fucking hammered, right? Um. Remember all the Captain Morgans and the Solo Cup in the break room for even left work? Yeah. By the way, whose pickup does that belong to? It's my grandpa's, like, gotcha. old-school Chevrolet truck. Gotcha. So it's like, you know, it's big as fuck. And then my grandpa got, like, a Jeep Cherokee mm-hmm. that's also just, like, built in the 1990s. And then they got a sidekick Susie. Okay. or whatever it's called. So, yeah. Word of advice. If you're going to consume a half pint of KD before leaving work and you decide to rattle off the inventory of your grandfolks' old automobiles. T90s, and then they got a sidekick sushi. Stay away from the foreign models, okay? Sushi and Suzuki are just... Sidekick sushi. Okay. Or whatever it's called. And I'm looking at some indicators right now, okay? I'm looking at your pupils, I'm looking at your eyes, and I think that you might be on the influence of some type of narcotic. Not alcohol, but I believe in narcotic. Okay, um, so based off of what I'm seeing so far, would you be willing to do a pistol body test to dispel my suspicions that you're under the influence of any type of narcotic? You know, things started out so fucking good on Friday. You were so happy when you left work. Spread your legs for me. Face the car. Spread your legs. Spread your legs. Ooh, I'm looking for the rest of the Oh, 
Memorial Day to you. Bet she's like that in bed too. Welcome to the Stand the Joke Man show. Stand the Joke Man talking. I tell you, I, I guarantee you, she went out Friday. She go, oh, I'm going to have a good time this holiday weekend. It's going to be great. She's going to settle down. Yeah, and things get out of control so quick. After resisting arrest and assault on a police officer and obstruction of justice and all that shit, yeah, she's probably going to see her grand folks for a little bit. So. Wishing everybody out there listening a very special Memorial Day weekend to you. Hopefully um, you take some time to make your way up to the cemetery today, even if it's just to acknowledge those fallen soldiers. You know, those ga- graves, some of them don't get visited anymore. There's no family left. They gave up everything so you would have what you have now, and it would it would really serve you well to go up there and acknowledge them and think about them and look how fucking young they were when they died. And you think about your life and what they gave up for you. That's what Memorial Day is about. Barbecue and lakes and boating and drinking and stuff. That's all a byproduct, and I love it. You just want to do it sensibly, you know? My wife and I, we were out yesterday on your fall lake. Hey, man, I don't have a problem with anybody who has great big motors in the back of their boats and shit. Why would I? Your fall lake is the only largest freshwater lake in North America. I'm not bullshitting you. The biggest. Over 600 miles of shoreline. I mean, it's really huge. So if you want to get out there on the big water, I'd open it up. Fuck yeah. I'd be real careful nobody was around, but I'd open it up. You get these middle-aged or old men, and they put some money together, and they buy a great big old boat. It's not enough for them just to have a tri-tune or something. In their mind, manhood can be purchased. Yeah, like a fucking power tie. So... (laughs) They want to make their statement, so they buy a great big boat, you know, to disguise the fact they got little peckers. I ain't saying that's everybody, but I'll bet it's at least 60 or 70% of them. (laughs) The problem I have with some of these arrogant asses is yesterday. My wife and I, we were traveling under the 150 bridge, and I mean, there's people out there in kayaks, pontoons, rowboats and canoes even. In these little channels, you know, there's homes built along the water and everything. And some arrogant ass, and I don't know who it was, but it was one of them pompous dicks who had like three or four or four hundred horsepower motors on the back of the boat. He went flying through that channel down by 150 Bridge, wide open. Wide open. Lake Patrol, if you want to patrol some waters, you need to park your vehicles right there in that channel and watch those arrogant asses that fly up in there around them kids on kayaks and stuff. It's only a matter of time before those assholes kill somebody. They'll kill them. They'll run over somebody and kill them. Even if it's kids with complete disregard, they'll run straight to their lawyer who will make a ton of excuses for them. They'll turn it around on the kids. They'll turn it around on somebody. Yeah, because in true chicken shit fashion, they can't take responsibility for nothing. And how do I know they're arrogant asses? Because they did it. 
I wouldn't be that fucking foolish. Nobody would in their right fucking mind. But a drunk mind would be that foolish. An insecure, small dick, little middle-aged man would drive like that. If people are just sensible, that's all. That's all anybody asks. And the cool thing about you follow Lake is it's so fucking big. You, everybody can have their own little area on that lake. It's so damn gigantic. You can have your own little hidey hole place. My wife and I have three or four. We like to go set up, beach up, barbecue. Yeah. And we usually find ourselves alone. We love it. Well, here we are Memorial Day, and I'm going back and forth on what kind of a show I want to do today. I want to keep it light for sure. We're going to keep it fucking light. Now that we're past the drunk driving shit, because that's really important. Let's try to lighten it up a little bit, shall we? I got a brisket I got to tend to, okay? I'm sorry, but today the brisket is my priority, all right? This is priority too, but (laughs) I doubt anybody's even fucking listening. So, before I run out, throw a little more pecan in the firebox for my brisket. Let's go ahead and check out Memorial Day headline news. Breaking, 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 breaking. News, 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 news. Eye-opening breaking news on Standard Joe Petro. 22-year-old Pennsylvania dad is in jail this morning because he taped his kid's binky on his mouth. Jordan Hurst, 22, drunk as a fucking idiot, called his family and friends in a panic because he couldn't find his 18-month-old son. What? I guess he woke up from a stupor trying to find his son. Five friends come over, helped him look around. Somebody found him under the nursery bed. Hey, dude. Look under shit. Don't just walk in a room, glance around, and walk out, fuckface. You need to look under stuff, dumbass. The kid's been given to grandparents. Yeah. The father said he was so intoxicated, he doesn't remember what happened between 7 p.m. and 4 a.m. the next morning. Neighbors told local television station they were shocked to learn about the allegations. You know, because he had been recognized as like a uh, EMT, uh, EMT of the fucking year, and, well, I guess that shit's over, huh? Yeah. Hurst has been charged with two felony counts of child endangerment, one misdemeanor charge of reckless endangerment, taping a kid's binky to her mouth. I hope they tape Thunder Dick's pecker up your butt. Mount Everest, they got a new base camp you can go fucking die on if you're looking forward to climbing the devil's dick. Last June, Nepal's tourism ministry announced plans to move the Everest base camp lower because the fat asses can't make it up to the normal base camp. Yeah, the fat fucks can't make it to the lowest base camp on Everest without dropping dead of a cardiac arrest, fat fuck. Either that or it's become one of them upper-middle-class, self-indulgent family outing things. And they want the whole family to be able to do it. So they got to lower the base camp for the pussies. Why don't you yuppie pussies just put an escalator in? That's right. You fucking participation metal tick turds. Put in a goddamn escalator. I know a helicopter won't get up there. Laws of gravity don't say an escalator won't fucking work. 
I know there's got to be some Neeple people up there that are pretty smart that must have thought, why the fuck haven't we put an escalator in yet? Or at the very least, stairs. Yeah. You know, Pi May was lugging his ass up that hill with climbing gear and shit until he got wise enough to, uh, you know, have a carpenter install stairs and, you know, became a great training tool for Bill and that little bitch Beatrix kiddo. My Anyway, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, it's high noon. Welcome to the Stan the Joke Man show. Hey, you know what I don't like about Everest? Without ever having been there, okay? I've never been to India, okay? Never been to Nepal or Nepal, excuse me. So who am I to talk, right? You know one of the reasons why I won't go? I don't ever want to have to tell this story. Well, I was taking a hike through the mountains and I tripped over a dead body. Mount Everest is littered with dead. Nobody's cleaned them up. They're fucking all over the place. Well over 100 people, bodies. Yeah, if you decide to go... To climb Mount Everest, Billy Badass? You might not step in dog shit, because I'm sure you get fined for that. But you might have to trip over a dead body or two. Yeah. Be forewarned, Kianos Machos. You, you might become part of the collection. Tough shit if you die up there. Ain't nobody gonna... I ain't gonna risk my ass to go up there to rescue a corpse. Fuck you. You know what? We'll have a nice memorial and memory of you. And you can lay down in that gulch with 20 other fucking people frozen in cap. You're going to be the next Austin Powers. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to bring down the party. But if you have been hacking and coughing as much as my wife and I have, you want to listen to this story. Story come out just this morning. Looks like doctors are saying it's the most important virus you've never heard of. Past winter, you know, it was a pretty heavy one for respiratory viruses dominated by surges of RSV, influenza, COVID. Just as it was winding down, well, a little-known virus that causes many of the same fucking symptoms, a lower lung infection, hacking cough, runny nose, sore throat, and fever, is just starting to pick up steam. Cases of human metanumovirus, or HMPV, Spiked this spring. Hey, we've been hacking and coughing. Everybody has. Everybody. In in Henrietta, I think. Well, according to the U.S. Center for Disease Control, that Republican Party wants you to believe now that they weaponize viruses, they want you to believe those folks cannot be trusted and they cannot be any help to you. They don't want you to listen to them. They're trying to get, that's how come they started that campaign against Fauci. Yeah, with all the bullshit Tucker Carlson and them were spreading that got my friends and family killed. Friends and family of mine are dead because they made the mistake of listening to the right. And they're in the ground now for it. And now that they figured out how to weaponize these viruses to take out people, they're going to use it, folks. You better pay attention. They're going to use it. Well, the educated folks, the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention's Respiratory Virus Surveillance Systems with young children, 
Yeah, and seniors, they're the most vulnerable. Those infections are terrible. It it peaked in mid-March. 11% of tested specimens were positive for HMPV. Say that number's about 36% higher than the average pre-pandemic season peak of 7%. Folks, I listen to my body. And there's, there's no denying that. I listen to my body. But I also have the common sense to listen to my brother, who is an educated doctor, who worked his fucking ass off for the brain he has. And when an educated man tells me you need to get that fucking vaccine, I am not going to fucking listen to dipshits on your fucks and fuck-ups. Your Tucker Carlson's and your Sean Hannity's. So you can wipe your ass and bet your life on what they have to say. But I'd rather listen to the smart people. Take care of yourself. You listen to your body. You think you need that vaccine. Get it. But when it comes to COVID and shit, you make up your own fucking mind, talk to your own doctor, but I am begging you not to listen to those idiot hillbilly hardheads down at the gas station because sure as shit as I'm sitting here, they will get your ass killed with everything they don't know. Okay, my friends, you stay right here. When we come back, we're going to do some fun, happy, bullshit, dear Stan letters. Right after a mention from this show's sponsor, FireMeds Cannabis, Henrietta Stillwell. FireMeds, Henrietta's farm to pipe, bud dispensary, and home of the $5 gram. Fire it up, hippies, with wholesale prices to the public. You're only going to find at FireMeds. Check out their entire sales menu at Leafly. That's right, Leafly. Wholesale prices to the public on one-ounce baller jars, sugar, diamonds, batter, live resin. 25% off all flour ounces every single day. Solventless rosin and carts, half the price of the competitor. And let me tell you, folks, FireMeds, they don't be selling whore weed. Absolutely not. <laughs> Pimps, no middlemen. You know where your weed's been. Their farm, their bud, your pipe. Two locations, 908 West Main in Henrietta and 3rd Street in Stillwell. Know where your weed is coming from. I do. Firemeds Family Farm to Pipe Bud Dispensary, Henrietta, Oklahoma. Welcome back to the Stan the Joke Man Show. Hey, it's time for a feature I like to tell everyone to write in because you think... My irrational logic might serve you well. Throw me a letter. I'd love to read it on the air. Joke Man Productions, LLC, on Facebook. You got mail. You got mail. You got mail. I got crabs. Dear Stan, my friends don't think I should take my husband back. Gives a fuck what they think. Okay. Well, they may love you. Let's read the letter. My husband and I were married nine years. He unexpectedly left me when COVID first hit. (laughs) Really? Were you having an affair with COVID? Oh, I'm sorry. We were apart for a year and eight months and ended up divorcing. I filed because even though I didn't want to believe it, I eventually accepted that it was over. It took you almost two fucking years to figure it out? Good God, sitting in an empty house would have been my red flag, yeah. Did anybody bother knocking down the grass or anything? 
After time passed, he reached out and wanted to reconcile. It's because the woman he left you for give up on him. We've been back together ever since, and he has asked me to get remarried because he has nowhere else to go, and he's looking in the mirror, finally accepting the fact he's just a guy. He has been in therapy and made amazing changes. People can change. It's fucking possible. They grow up. Their sack drops. My friends have mixed feelings about our remarrying. Yeah, I do too. But who gives a fuck what I think? You know better than we do. What do you think? You think he's really a changed person? Does everything seem to be different? We didn't have a wedding our first time, so this time we're planning to have one. Dates set, venues booked. I have all these feelings of excitement, but it's hard to share them because they get dismissed from my friends. I understand your friends are afraid for you, but fuck them. If he's really made a genuine change, and it sounds like it's real this time, if he wants a chapel wedding and everything, it sounds like it's for real. He realizes, hopefully, how much he loves you. You're going to have to give your friends time. They're just not willing to give them a chance yet. What else are you going to do? I'd also keep an eye on them, though, because they may want to fuck him. All right. Thanks for the letter. Hey, Stan, a man ins- Hey, Stan, I like that better. Hey, Stan, a man insulted my wife, so I slapped him around a bit. <laughs> my wife and I play in a pool team. About a year ago, the team captain looked at my wife and said, So, can I play with your lower private area? He didn't use those words. My wife is very shy, was shocked. I mean, he's made dumb comments before, and I've warned him several times. This time when I told him he was dumb enough to invite me outside. I slapped him around a bit. We were both big guys. I'm six foot four, 300 pounds. He's tall, maybe a few pounds lighter. What does that have to do with anything? Now the members of the league here have shunned my wife and I. Was I wrong? Should I have let that guy talk to my wife like that? Absolutely not. This is hard for me to relate to because I ain't taking shit outside. If I'm mad enough to take it outside, I'm mad enough to do it there. And I will do it there. And it'll start with a pool cue upside your fucking head. If I'm that far gone, you're going to get it right there at the billiards table. I don't take shit outside. Two... I don't think a pool cue upside the head was warranted for him going, hey, can I play with your pussy? But I tell you, it would have definitely set me off, and I would have, hey! I would have been in his fucking ass hard. This guy has got to go out before I kill him. And his ass would have been tossed. And if he wanted to meet me out in the parking lot afterwards, it would have gone the way it went. And I'm fine with that, too. I think taking it outside was the wrong thing. You should have barked indoors. I don't think you needed a fight over something like that. Sounds to me like it was more pride than anything. It was disrespectful. But you're not going to go to fists all the time over something like that. Here's a good reason to go to fists. I had a guy try to rape a previous woman I was in a relationship with. Yeah, right there in the sky to Oklahoma. Well, the guy that tried to rape her, what do you know? I caught his ass in a billiards hall right there on Main Street. 
but we didn't handle it there. I waited for him to come out back in the alley where I knew he parked his truck, and I made sure he saw me. I'm sure his face is still imprinted on the fucking bricks back there. When the cops are powerless, attempted rape, how can you prove it? Well, in my opinion, that's a good time to take the law into your own hands and deal with it the way a man would. I don't need to kill the guy. I just need to make sure he understands he's going to the brick wall buffet if he ever even so much as looks at my woman again. It's the best way to handle it, okay? (laughs) Try not to fight, though. And remember, if somebody insults your woman up there and you're a little liquored up, hey, put your pride in your back pocket. It's not worth jail. It's not worth the hospital dead. It's not worth it. It's a good time. Let's go home, sober up, get some rest, get up. Yeah. And try to and try to piece what we can of our fucking Tuesday. <laughs> we'll be back here on Wednesday. Stan the Joke Man Show broadcasts every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at high noon on Apple, Amazon, iHeart, Spotify, Pandora, all over the freaking place. Also, Wednesday night, 8 p.m., bombing down Poinsettia. Until Wednesday, burn your shit solid, folks. Bye, Candios, mi amigos. Prisoner of your love. Entangled in your web. Hot whispers in the night. I'm captured by your spell. Oh, yes, I'm touched by this show of emotion. Should I be fractured by your lack of devotion? Present your case. Yes, I know. You keep telling me that you love me.